0: Welcome back, everybody, to Mind Over Matter. We got a very special guest who I haven't even talked to in a while. Tony Bello, how you doing, man?
1: Sure.
2: How are you guys doing?
0: Good, man. KD.
1: Hey, I'm great, dude. Yeah. I am phenomenal. I uh, had some of my Shalajit this morning. Mm-hmm. Link down below. Good stuff, though. If you're into like health and shit, I'll have to pick that up. But no, I'm feeling good, dude. I'm excited for this episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I want to bring Tony on because I've been struggling a little bit religiously. Uh, I uh, just got into religion, just started believing in God. I kind of want a little more info and kind of just knowledge and experience from someone who's been doing it a long time, and I know Tony has has that background. So Tony, just kind of want to dive into yourself, what you've been up to, what you're doing.
2: Oh, uh, Yeah. Um, My name is Tony Bellow. I know Trevor through school. Pretty sure we went to school together from like youngins. Don't know when we started exactly, but we went all the way up through uh, high school and uh, went off to college at Indiana first and I switched to Eastern Illinois, graduated from there, 2021. Now I'm in grad school. I just finished my first year. So I'm currently doing a GA graduate assistantship there. Um, in summer school right now, working. Uh, I mean, just kind of looking forward to to next year when I'll be done by this time. So (laughs) get start into the real world and uh, see where life goes from there. So that's that's kind of what I've been into now. Um, You know, working out stuff like that, still staying fit. Yeah, looking big. Just trying to you know enjoy life. And
0: uh, yeah yeah so. yeah man so we'll just uh just dive right into it um what's uh kind of your religious background and if kind of could you tag your culture into it too because even uh your your instagram bio how do how would you say your instagram bio
2: oh okay oh yeah, yeah. so basically um so my family, uh, my family is basically all from either Nigeria or London. Um, we're Nigerian by culture, but my, my mom was born in London. Uh, she grew up there for a little bit. I have a lot of family in London. Um, and yeah, so we're Nigerian, Yoruba tribe. Uh, and most of the people in Yoruba, I mean, in Nigeria are either, you know, Christian or Muslim. So my dad was actually um, a Muslim previously before he got converted to christianity um kind of with my mom and stuff and then you know when i was born into uh born into the world we was already i think we're pretty much just like pentecostal christians by then and uh it's just always been like a part of our lives like religion is pretty big like over you know like the continent of africa and uh yeah, just pretty much in my everyday life, like we're, you know, we're always praying as a family, um, go to church every Sunday, like, you know, a lot of people just go to church on holidays or something, or even not at all, but, you know, we're there, you know, every Sunday, and even now, like, since I've been in college, I think, you know, my mom, my grandma, my dad, and maybe now my sister, they're going multiple times a week uh, to, like, church events prayer meetings, helping out cleaning at the church, different things like that. So we're pretty uh pretty involved in the church we're at now and it's just always been like that. Um it's pretty much in our everyday lives somehow, some way. So Yeah, how's yeah, it uh
0: how has it affected your everyday life?
2: Oh uh, I would say it's 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 been good. Like obviously everything with religion is isn't I don't know everything about it. Um, I do have questions about some things, but I can say for for certain, I believe that it's improved my everyday life because I feel like when I was younger, like I was kind of just following the motions, but I feel like when I really got into like uni, university, when I was on my own and, and I was actually, you know, struggling with certain things in life that I couldn't just, you know, ask my mom and dad to take care of or <laughs> something like that or ask for help on or, you know, reach out to somebody. I, I had to figure it out myself and then you kind of just look around for, you know, something that can help you. And sometimes, you know, you read a certain verse and that can, you know, get you out that mindset that, you know, you're not good enough for something you can't do something or you're struggling. Like when I was at Indiana, um, part of the reason why I left was because I kept getting injured when I was running track and anybody that knows me, like, track is a big part of my yeah. life as well like growing up uh i was only i wouldn't say i was really good but i mean i made stay like all my four years in high school like i ended up going to a big 10 school i got on the team and things like that so when i kept getting injured like i never really had those type of injuries before so it really brought me down to like a it was like a dark place like you know all my friends were they were traveling every week, going to Florida, going to Arizona for meets. And I'm stuck in Indiana, like for most of the year, not being able to run and stuff. So it kind of, you know, brought me down. And sometimes like they'll be gone for the weekend. It's like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Like, so sometimes during those moments, I just turn to turn to God and um, just help me get through those, you know, dark places and, and during my life, because it, it's really lonely sometimes and, and you know when your friends aren't there all the time and you know you're in a new area it's kind of hard to not hard to adapt and so yeah I feel like that, uh, that's really I'm like, uh, Go ahead. yeah what
0: do you remember like what triggered you to just kind of uh, like was it one occasion or just kind of everything accumulated to where you're like look I kind of need some help here
2: let me turn a little more to God um, I'll say it wasn't really one occasion, but it was definitely a multitude of things. Like, you know, I was in, um, I was in the business school as well. Kelly business school, they're really top, top business school in the country. And I was kind of struggling there as well, like in my classes. So you know, I was struggling with my health on the track. I was struggling in classes and I'm just like, man, like, yeah. obviously I don't have I don't have the tools to do it all myself, so I'm like I'm gonna have to and obviously my parents are working, my parents are they have their own business and stuff, so it's like I can't keep, you know, going to them like I did before.
3: Yeah. And
2: have to rely on like other things to be able to get me through these sort of hardship. And Yeah, I what just you feel s- like that's kind of, I'm sorry. My bad. What you said is the point, you don't have
0: the tools to do it yourself. Like it is Hitting a point to where you realize that is very important. Uh, yeah. Uh, you you don't have the tools to to do, to do it yourself. I was listening to uh, actually it was I was listening to a Little Dirk podcast with um. Have you ever watched Million Dollars Worth of Game? It's a barstool podcast. Uh, I'll link it I down I've below. Seen, yeah. yeah. I so I was I've watching Little Dirks and they were like, "Look, some you guys got to fill the role. Like everyone's got a role to play. Fill it. You don't have the." Like I just uh created the website all this stuff to become a photographer at the gym. We'll see how that goes, but if i can- if I'm not a good photographer, why would I not fill the role of creating a website for someone who is a good photographer you don't have the tools to do it yourself you gotta turn to and not just in religion to everything uh but but that was one thing that did make me turn to uh turn to god is is my I was carrying all this weight on my shoulders. Taking all the hits for all this, and then finally, <laughs> I was just like, "Look, man, I can't do this anymore. If I keep doing this, I'll just drag myself through the mud the rest of my life." <laughs> and so. so, and turn turn to God, and and it was more of more of uh, someone who understands what's going on. And so, when I'm when I'm talking to God, it's like, "Hey, this is like I know you know this is going on." So, <laughs> so like just just throw something my way to help me out and and that's all i do i keep it as vague as possible i guess um is that something you do how do you kind of communicate communicate with him
2: um yeah so like i said i try to treat it like you know just like i'm talking to like anybody else like i feel like you don't need to be like oh oh oh, oh, almighty god like, mother, man, like, obviously in some, like obviously in some you know religions it's like that but you know for me like i'll try to focus more on like i don't really focus on the religion part because i think that in itself is kind of like there's a lot of flaws that can be found in that obviously just because like it's people like when you're dealing with people like there's going to be some corruption involved. Like, just throughout history, we've seen it. And I don't think religion is, like, an exception to that. So I try to focus more on, like, my personal relationship with God,
3: like, more now
2: than I, like, had in the past, obviously. But I just think talking to him like you would, like, just having a normal conversation, like, obviously gearing it towards, you know, like, asking for things and, you know, wanting him to whatever you need him to do, like, whatever you feel like talking about. But I feel like you just need to make him more casual than you might think because I don't think it's like a, you don't have to come to him like you're talking to your boss or something like that. And I feel like it makes it easier on you as well because you don't feel like you need to be doing all these extra things just to have a conversation with him when he's much more accessible than that. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: The way I see it is, like, God knows what you're trying to say so like i really don't think there's necessarily a wrong or a right way to pray i think it's just about whatever Mm -hmm. makes you most comfortable like i'm the same way as you dude i i don't i'm not like oh lord bestow upon me these gifts it's like that just doesn't work for me i'd rather just pray like i'm talking to someone it just makes sense to me okay
0: yeah see and and growing up i never had even like an idea of what praying looks like other than like what society has put out, which is the hands together. You you always see the hands together, that's what praying is. So in my mind mm-hmm. I was thinking that's what I had to do if I ever was praying. But then uh I
2: mean and and I think mm-hmm. that's I mean, I think more now, like that's just like more like you need to get into like a quiet area, like, you know, it just needs to be you and him type of thing. Like you can just like be in a place where if you're really asking for these things and asking about these things, like it just needs to be you and him type of deal. So I think it's more like uh, just kind of secluding yourself off, like, just making sure you're focused type of deal. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, like, the action really because, like you say, it's about, like, everybody's relationship with God is different. Like, everybody in the same, everybody in the same religion doesn't have the same relationship with God. Like, so I think you can go about it in a way that works for you, but just making sure that when it's that time it's just, like, you and him, like, you're not, you know, you're not in the middle of a conversation, you're not watching TV or something. You're not, you know, just getting distracted by little things outside of that. So, I mean, like I said, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes. It can be five minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes, however long you need to, you know, kind of get out what you need. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of way I look at it.
1: yeah i think an issue with that like kind of turns people off to the idea of like trying to pray right is because there's a lot of religions especially with like organized ones i've seen where they're like if you don't do there's like there's like a a bunch of rules right it's like if you don't follow Mm. any of these then you're going to hell so it's like if you tell me that i have to pray a certain way or God's not going to hear me. Like, of course, I'm going to say. Or even
0: ridiculous. dress a certain way. Dress like, a, a certain lot of, way. It's like, act. just uh, yeah, it's yeah.
1: Like, I think some of those rules are good, like, like not killing people and <laughs> and all that, you know. But like, when we start telling people how to pray, how to go to the bathroom, it's like, oh my goodness gracious, who on earth is going to do that, bro?
0: especially when you got someone who's like down in the dumps already who's turning towards god
2: yeah i don't know that one's kind of tough for me because i think like i think sometimes that is more like intertwining the culture because like a lot of times you'll see that like when you see that type of stuff like they've been doing that type of stuff for like thousands of years or like you know it's not like something that you know, it just came up in, like, kind of recent times, so I'm kind of more understanding about those than, like, you know, obviously others, because others are more laid back, others are more strict, and I don't know, I just kind of, I just kind of see, like, ultimately, people have the same goal in religion, so it's, like, kind of how you go about it isn't, like, I feel like you can do what works for you. Like if, if your culture is, is a culture that, you know, has these certain values and your religion fits into that and you can live with that, then by all means, like go ahead. But if you're feeling like, you know, your religion is holding you back, then I feel like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't force yourself to be into that because, you know, you're not being true to yourself as well. And I feel like you're not being true to yourself. Then you can't really be true to God in the same, like, in the same sense. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. I kind of see it from it's a different point of view, but I do get what you guys are saying. Yeah, I
1: can kind of see both sides. Like I definitely think there's a place to have like more strict rules. It's just like, for me, a big concern is that young people now are not as religious as older people. right? And so, I'm trying to think, like, I know, that, like, I can't solve that, that problem by myself, but that it's like, well, I know most young kids today hate being told what to do about anything. And mm-hmm. so it's almost like, how do you open these kids up to, like, a more orthodox style of religion? And I, like, to be honest, I don't know if you really can, like, because I kind of started as, like, I guess a non-denominational Christian. But now I'm kind of looking more to get into like the orthodox side. You know what I mean? Like there's kind of. Explain
0: kind of like, those two non-denomination versus orthodox. Yeah. So like I when what I think of
1: means. like a non-denominal, non-denominational Christian is like, you're not like a Catholic. You're not an orthodox Christian. You're not a Piscitarian oh, okay. or any of the other derivatives. You're basically just like. A run-of-the-mill you believe in jesus christ and god and, okay and that's pretty much it but like you you don't go to church really you don't oh like do any of the rules that like the specific religions have it's pretty much you believe in god and jesus christ and then you're good to go mm-hmm. and i i think that the kind of natural trend that people would probably take is to like start there and then as they get older, dig deeper, dig a little bit deeper.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can agree with that because I feel like when you're, when you're first getting introduced to anything, like, you don't want to just, you can't just be like, mom would be like, i to go straight into Islam or something like, <laughs> like you can't like, you, you probably won't, you probably have a, have a hard time for yourself. Right. So <laughs> I feel like the way you're talking about, like just getting introduced to like maybe the Bible or having, Conversations with God or something like—I feel like reading a verse like a day, like just getting introduced to what's in the Bible. Wouldn't I don't think that would hurt anybody to you know even young kids like all right like you can teach them the most basic verse of the Bible or just things that would apply to them in their daily lives. Like I feel like that's that's like the easiest way to reach out to people about like um... religion.
0: Is there an app? or a, You had an app on your phone and you used to, right? Is there an app you use? Yeah,
2: it's just called uh, the Bible app. It has like Holy Bible. And uh, if you download that, like, they'll give you... I don't even okay. know if you have to create an account or anything, but they'll give you, like, a daily verse okay. every day. Like, you can um you can even set, like, notifications so it, like, pops up at, like, whatever time you wake up in the morning or any time throughout the day or anything like that. Um, But, like, what I was saying, like, I don't know. So just... I feel like just going in like that, because I feel like once you come off, like trying to preach to somebody, like, I feel like that turns them away as well. Mm -hmm. So like my whole thing, like with religion, kind of why I stopped posting verses is like, I just want people to see, like, I want people to try to get into religion through my actions and what um, I'm showing to people, how I'm treating people, what they see me doing for others. I kind of lead more by example than, you know, what I'm saying, because you see people online, you see people in person always preaching, preaching, preaching about you know, things and they'll turn around and be doing the opposite behind closed doors and it's like you know, I know everybody got like skeletons in the closet and stuff, but I never want to be that person where I'm like, I'm not practicing what I preach, so i rather just show, you know, I'd rather yeah. show my grace through, through, through my actions towards others and, and with people than just saying oh, you should follow this book because because this is right. I, you know what
0: I mean? <laughs> and from a follower's standpoint, that's a way easier person to follow. Someone like that, lead him by example. Um, I do want to ask, because Steve Harvey's brought it up. Steve Harvey's someone I listen to. He's got me to really believe in God and all that. Um, what is your definition of faith and what is your definition of hope?
3: Um,
2: faith i think is just believing in like believing in something that you know you can't see in front of you right now um whether that's believing you know you'll get a job in the future or believing that god's gonna help you out of this situation um or believing in another person to, you know come through for you i feel like having faith is believing you know in something if somebody uh that, you know, something, like, that's not really appearing in front of you right now. Could be a situation, could be, you know, a physical object, you know, something like that. Hope? I'm not sure. I never really thought about that. Hope, I think, um, I don't know, I feel like it's similar to faith, but I just feel like, you know, you can hope, like, you know, I hope I'm a millionaire one day, but, you know, if you're not putting any action towards that, then You know, when nothing's gonna happen, you can hope for a lot of things, but that doesn't mean anything's gonna necessarily come out of it. I think I don't know, just off the top of my head, that's what I would kind of separate those two. Um, I know. I'm sorry. off.
0: I don't know. I've been I've been working on it a little. Uh, (laughs) I don't I don't know. Faith. Faith is me knowing deep down everything's gonna be all right. Pretty much. I have faith in myself that I'm going to be okay. Uh, or I have faith in God to take me. Like you said. I have faith in God to take me out of this situation I'm in. Uh, hope. Hope is something you need in order to get to faith. Like In or, in order to have faith, you have to be hopeful. Like If you don't see how you could get out. If you don't have the vision of getting out of the slums, have the vision of having I hope one day I'm a millionaire. Uh, I think there's no way to, not no way, but I think it's easier to achieve faith when, when you have hope.
1: I think they breed each other. Like, hope breeds faith and faith breeds hope. Like, if I was in a hopeless situation, say I was, like, in some gulag in, like, Russia or something, I would say that that is about as hopeless as it gets right now. But like, would I still believe in God, knowing that I'm in a hopeless situation? I don't know. It's tough to say, not being in there. But like, I would like to think so. Just thinking about the next life, you know. Like if the one that I'm currently in isn't (laughs) is at its end, then I'd like to be on the good side of the next one.
2: Yeah. I know there's something in the Bible that says, like faith without works is dead, and I feel like that's kind of talking about hope in a way because like we were saying, like you can you can hope you know about a lot of things, like you can hope, you know, you can get out of a bad situation, but I feel like if you're not just not actively trying to do things to you know do things on your own and besides believing then the likelihood of that happening is is, is lower, you know? So.
1: Yeah, it almost reminds me of, like, a goal versus, like, a standard. Like, I'd like to achieve a goal, but, like, if it doesn't happen, it's like, okay, whatever. But, like, if the standard is a 10-second 100-meter, like, I have to make that or else I'm going to be off the team. So I kind of think is faith as more of the – Like hope is wanting something to happen and faith is like knowing that it's going to happen, even though it's not like, yeah, that's all you have. Even though you don't. Yeah.
0: That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's like
1: a trust. It's like a metaphorical trust fall, dude.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. You're kind of submitting yourself to something else, knowing that it's going to happen. But like in the current time, we can't see the future, we don't know, but we just know something good is going to happen.
0: Yeah. Tony, do you have any uh, anyone you follow? Any influencers or anyone you listen to? Any, like, motivational speeches or anyone? Any content?
2: Like, religious-wise? Like, yeah, yeah, like,
0: religious-wise.
2: Um... I I used to, but like it's because I used to listen to um he was like a he was like a young pastor. His name was um he had like a I forgot his name. It's like Todd um, hold on, let me look up real quick. I was about it's to like say I'll pull it up real, real Michael quick. Michael Todd, I think.
1: Sounds
2: like a rapper, bro. A young pastor. Michael Todd is a pastor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I used to listen to um, I used to watch like yeah, yeah. So when I was in um when I was in school, like I'd um I try to go to like different churches while I was at, you know, different schools, but a lot of times it I just wasn't really wasn't really vibing with it, um, for different reasons. Uh but so I started watching this like I used to see a lot of people post about him on, like, Instagram and stuff. Instagram, Twitter, used to see his tweets, and I resonated with them. So I used to start watching his, his like, live uh, church services, like, every Sunday on YouTube. Because that's what, like, a lot of people do now. Like, they'll stream their services on YouTube. So people that, you know, people that don't want to go or can't go, you know, still have access and stuff. Wow, so yeah. So I watching those. Yeah, so I started watching uh him a lot and um you know, he would talk about a lot of different stuff like you know, he would talk about, you know, his own experiences like with depression and you know, he would I know he did like a like a whole sermon on like how he battled like porn addiction and stuff like that. So it was like, you know, he was saying really relatable things that you know, you could resonate with and uh and obviously, like, you don't see a lot of, like, young, like, black pastors, like, just for me personally, that, like, you can relate with. So um, that obviously was a was a thing for me. I don't really watch them anymore, though, because I I don't even know if you can see it, like, on your computer. But I think there was, like, a controversy where he, like, assaulted somebody or he did something that it was just like, all right, like, I don't want to <laughs> support, like, I don't want to have my, you know, my name yeah, that here type it of, is. You know, a video
0: of Mike Todd wiping
2: his spit on man's face. Yeah, nah, like, but, see it, brother. And that's Lord. like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, like, <clears throat> yeah, like, there's no way you can, there's no way you can justify that. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but.
3: like I know, changing was,
2: I know it was, I know was done. I'm, I believe it was done in the Bible somewhere where they, where spit was used to like, cure somebody of your blindness. Well, like, I'm—I don't know. Like, that—that's not gonna slide. <laughs> there's a two-minute. Hang on, there's a two-minute video,
1: bro. If someone slapped me with their own saliva and are like, "Oh, I was trying to improve your vision, bro," <laughs> I'm
2: like, "I'm, I'm sorry." Like, I'm <laughs> Yo, too.
1: I mean, it's go back to what you're saying, dude. Like, they're—they're they're not practicing what they're
2: preaching just, yeah, so it's just things like that. Like, that's what kind of turns me off from, like, the, you know, stuff like that is just <laughs> kind of Hard to get away. behind. <laughs> and,
1: it's hard, too, because then you think, well, what else is this dude bullshitting me about?
2: That's what Yeah, I, mean, what I, I, like, mean, I don't right. mean, I don't even think it's necessarily, like, BS, but it's just, like, you know, sometimes he just goes, like, he goes over the top in, like, how he demonstrates, like, certain things and, it's just like, when you're doing stuff like that, it's just like, I'm It's like i not about to be trying to do that to somebody that, you know, like, should, for them to, like, reveal something to them, like, and I'm just not, I'm just not personally with that, so, you know, I kind of stopped watching from there, and, you know, mostly I do, I kind of just, the church I go to now is mostly like a, it's mostly um Nigerians, and like, people from, like, the African continent that live out yeah. here. Like, so it's in, it's in Harvey. But, um, oh. It's mostly. Uh, <laughs> it's in Harvey. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's, in, it's, it's cool, though. Um, it's in the good part of all, Harvey. All, all yeah, like, we have, like, a nice building and things like that. Uh, yeah. Like, a nice small building that, you know, out the way. Things oh, like that so too. what do
0: you guys normally do on a Sunday? I've been thinking about going to just a church church just on any sunday just going to one figuring out what it's like cuz i haven't been to um, one what on an average sunday what is it
2: normally like for you so like i said so my church is mostly nigerian so mm-hmm. our experience is going to be different from yeah. like <laughs> if you went to like a regular it's going like, to be a little different than mine <laughs> even if you went to like a regular like black church is different from that even if you went to like a like a mostly white church it's, it's i feel like the experience is different just based on kind of what, what people you're around. And uh, so I would try for you, i say, try to go to like a more diverse church so you can see like they kind of tend to be like more modern and more modern in their ideas and things like that and more accepting of people because sometimes like them, sometimes they just, I don't know, church people aren't always the best people. i just say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but like for for me, I'd say, um, so our church service starts at 10. Um, we usually do like praise and worship, like singing. Um, till about 1030, maybe like if we like if they're going crazy, like maybe like 1045. Um, and then after that, they'll usually do like we usually do like a little bit of prayer, um, like the pastor will come up or somebody else like to introduce the pastor. Um. Do like a little bit of prayer. And then she'll go into the message. Um during the message, like you know, we're she's preaching, doing her thing, we're taking down verses, kind of reading from the reading from the book. Um after that, after that, it's not usually that's kind of where it ends for most churches, but we kind of have like a um we do like uh, announcements. I mean, church a lot of church do announcements as well, but uh, we do announcements and then we do. We have this thing called like Thanksgiving. So, uh, I'll just use like our family for example. So, basically, when the last time we had like a Thanksgiving is like it's basically you giving thanks to God for you know things that have happened in your life. So, um, you know, recently my sister my sister graduated. I since I graduated from college uh, this past December. And, like, my parents are working on new things for, like, their business. And we're getting, like, making really good strides. So, you know, my parents felt like it was, they want to have a Thanksgiving, like, about two weeks ago. Like, two weeks ago on Sunday where you kind of just go around, like, the church. And everybody, everybody that kind of knows you personally will also celebrate with you. And kind of, you kind of just go around the church and then you get to the front and you kind of just speak on like your experience, like, all right, you know, this is what was going on with us and this is how God helped us through this. And, you know, we're very thankful for this happening and, you know, we hope that we'll be able to come and do this again, uh, this time next year or in six months time or, you know, just to kind of giving thanks for the things that have succeeded in your life, basically. Uh, and we'll kind of end off with that. And then they have a lot of things going on during the week. They have, usually have uh, prayer meetings and services and stuff during the week sometimes. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how the yeah. church really goes in Nigerian church. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah, how is the Nigerian church, like, different from, like, the run-of-the-mill black church, so to speak? Because, like, I don't know anything about it.
2: Uh, I mean, like just like culturally is different. Like people will be dressed in like traditional, like Nigerian clothing. Um, Trevor, you can kind of show on my Instagram if you don't, if you don't kind of know what that looks like, because I have some pictures up on there, stuff that I wear to church. Um, so the clothing's different. Um, the music is different. So it's usually like African praise songs. It's not like you know, things you'll hear during like you know. Christmas or you know other religious American music. It's mostly sung in like our tribal languages, and you know sometimes it's, we translate it to English. But you know most of the time it's in like your of our language. Or, and then um I don't know. It's just like it's it's people like people from different places act differently. So like I can't. It's kind of hard for me to describe exactly how they're different because like you know I grew up out here, but obviously my parents and things like that they they're obviously from a different country so it's like it's different it's, it's kind of different like identity wise but i just think i don't know they just uh i don't know i'll say they run about the same time but i'll just say the the language they speak in is different their praise songs are different um I kind of say the way they preach. I say is about the same because they feel they tend to be very passionate um, from mostly from what I've seen about um, like what they're preaching about. So um, I say that'd be the difference.
1: Would we be welcome at a church like that, me and Trevor?
2: No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, there's a there's a lot of white people that come. I won't say a lot, but there's people that come frequently, like maybe a few,
3: if we're inviting
2: people to like, like we have, uh, I know this week they're like celebrating their 23rd anniversary. So basically they're having like, they're having like some type of event like every day throughout the week. And, you know, they're always encouraging us to invite people.
3: Like it doesn't matter
2: like if, you know, you're white, black, from another country like we always welcome everybody because you know we're not yeah no that's I mean, important I mean, to know like yeah i mean obviously there's like a majority of people that are there but we're never turning away people like you know we always welcome them always encourage them to come back I always want to make them feel like they belong and you know stuff like that so we're never like like a secretly like you know wish they don't come <laughs> back or something like that like Nah, our churches our church is very welcoming and you know, I brought from my friends, like sometimes like look at the draw I would just have it that they're with me like on Sunday or something. I'll just be like, you know, you wanna come, like you don't you have brought, to, you don't want you to. You brought Daryl yeah. there before, Bogard? Yeah, I brought Daryl. I brought Yeah. Um, I brought, you know, some of <laughs> my I, I haven't really spoke to him in a while too, but Yeah, I forgot uh, about him. I don't know why I thought of him, but <laughs> Yeah, uh I brought I brought uh, plenty of
1: friends there and yeah. you know, they're all welcoming. Man. Yeah, because I was listening
2: to NPR. It like that,
1: no, but they were talking about how like from 9 to 11 is like on Sunday morning is like the most segregated time in America. I'm like I mean, I'd be down to go to like a black church. I just.
3: Well, for just, me,
0: that's what I yeah. I mean. That's the I grew up in the t- same town Tony grew up in. Um, that's who I get along with more. (laughs) I get along with more, more, more with black people than white people. It's just, I I don't, I think it's where I grew up. And I, I think now that I think about it now, I would prefer go to going to their church first than going to,
1: I mean, it's all about like class and like wealth and shit, dude. Like we said it before on the show. I have way more in common with, with both of y'all than I do fucking Hillary Clinton.
2: Jeff
1: just Bezos. like I imagine, yeah, like
2: Tony, I'd imagine you have a lot more in common with trevor than you do, Barack Obama, like heard, yeah, like, um, yeah, I don't think uh I don't think you guys should you know, I don't think you guys should be discouraged from just you know, trying to go anywhere, like even like you say you're trying to get your journey started. I don't think you should be discouraged from going anywhere and just seeing how it is, like obviously, if that place isn't. You don't feel welcome in that place. You don't feel like it's good, you know, for like a good environment to be in. Obviously not everywhere is going to be like a good environment. So you just got to kind of find what works for you. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't stay at every church that I went to. Like during college, I went to multiple different churches because I need to find one that kind of matched up with, you know, what I thought was right. And like I said, like these people talk about religious people talk about sin a lot. And, you know, people saying every day, like, that's what I'll be be trying to say. Like, people do wrong things every day. And it's like, I feel like to try to weigh out, like, certain wrongs, I mean, obviously some are worse than others, but, like, on the basic scale, like, you can't really, I feel like you can't really judge somebody when, you know, if everybody, if people looked at what you're doing every day, 24-7... I I know a lot of people would be, you know, switching up on that.
0: Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't coming back oh, no more.
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, like I said, if 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 a church is making you not feel welcome and judging you for certain reasons, you know, I think that's not a place where you should be and you shouldn't base your perception on religion off of that one place. Yeah. No You know, just like any other situation.
0: There's another thing um, my family never really did either. And it's say grace before meals. Do you, does your family do that? Do you, have you done that?
2: Um, yeah. Like when we eat together, um, definitely. What Um, does that, what does
0: that prayer sound like?
2: Um, it's not like, it's not like anything like special. Like, unless it's like for like a special occasion, I would say. I don't think it's, yeah. I mean, like. Obviously, like, when it's, you know, it's more family and, you know, um, like a bigger table, you know, you might say something more, you know, more lengthy or something like that, you know, to include everybody. But most of the time, it's just like, you know, thank you, God, for bringing us together. Like, thank you for keeping us safe, letting us prepare this food. You know, bless the hands that prepare this food. Let it be nourishing to our bodies. And we just thank you, you know, for everything that you've done for us. Continue to do things for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Or something along those lines, like, it doesn't have to be, you know, praying over every ingredient of the food or something, you know. Bless <laughs> so this <long>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so.
3: Thank you know, the Lord for food. the basil
0: in this. God yeah. bless you. So, well, now that.
1: That's something that I struggle with too, because like when I was a teenager, especially, I was like such a a textbook, like angry atheist teenager. Like when I heard people oh, yeah. saying grace, dude, that made no sense to me. Because I'm like, I made this food. Or like my mom <laughs> made this food. You know? Like the heavens aren't opening up and delivering me a ribeye. Like my mom is doing
2: that. Hey, I mean, <laughs> no, you know my what I mean, food. No, Like you can see why I would think that. Yeah. <laughs> And I just think, like, it's 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 like a prayer for you. It's like praying for you, basically. Like, you yeah. know, you made the food. Like, bless your hands that, you know, you made this food. Like, I pray that, you know, you were – just pray that you prepared it, you know, correctly so we don't get sick from it. And I just pray that he'll continue to bless you going forward so, you know, you can continue to make great meals and things like that, and, you know. Yeah. There
1: is it, some symbology, you know.
2: By the sounds of it,
0: it's because – what I've been dealing with recently is it's the beginning of my journey, so I don't have the constant uh, like reminder of God in my head because it's something new. So something like that, saying grace for me, just even if it's to myself, if I'm eating right here to myself. That's just a reminder that God is still there with me, going through. It's just like a natural stopping point. I'm about to eat. Let me calm down, say a couple words, and get to eating. That's that's how I'm kind of picturing it for
2: me right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, like I said, I don't think it needs to be, like, anything extravagant or anything, like, just take a moment, you know. Sometimes you may forget, you know, stuff happening, yeah. so, and I just, you know, like, I don't, like, when I pray, like, before I eat, it's not like I'm saying, like, you know, I'm saying it out loud or anything, like, most of the time I just, you know, just bow my head, and I'm, say it in my head or something, or, like, whisper it or something. Like, so, I mean, it's not, like, yeah, you don't have to do too much, you know, when you're doing it. Yeah. And
0: that's
2: the thing I try to get across to, like, even, like, you coming into it, like, bro, you don't don't feel like you have to follow, like, you know, following things that like they were doing in, you know, 500 B.C. Like, <laughs> don't feel like you have to stay by those standards, because, you know, it's, like, I don't know if I don't know if this is a hundred percent true, but I I heard that like I feel like it's kind of like the same thing somebody said with the Constitution. Like it was supposed to be updated every like every so many years because it would make sense to update it every generation. You know, the people that are living, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like you know, everything in the like that was in the Bible doesn't really apply to today. Like you can turn it into a certain situation that will apply to today, but. Like, everything isn't the same. So I feel like you shouldn't be always followed by those same standards that, you know, that were present in the book of the Bible. Because if you live by everything you saw in the Bible, you know, you probably wouldn't be, you might be in jail or something, you know, like, uh, doing some I, wild stuff. Like <laughs> I think so a, wild problem, stuff.
1: <laughs> a problem, I think, is people take the Bible, like, very literally so like, you take the first verse of Genesis on how God created the world in what was like four days or something like seven, people, seven, seven days. Sure. People will like read that and think a week. It's like you have no idea what a day is to God. A day could be a billion years. We have no idea. And it's it could be the same thing with with other things that the Bible says. Like that may not literally be what it means. It might be something more symbolic. And I think that's where people kind of live.
0: It's the gaining of perspective. And that's that was another thing I was gonna to ask, Tony. Is like so I had a couple of misfortunate things happen to me even yesterday. And I, I will honestly say, not once did I turn to God. When something bad happens to you, what is your first reaction my first reaction is to deal with my emotion. Whatever the emotion is, I have to deal with that first so I can think rationally. <laughs> and then How do you like bring up? Like, do you just think of God, or do you not? Do you do you get through your your bad thing without Him, and then later talk to Him?
2: Um. So I'll say it kind (laughs) of it kind of depends on the thing first. Um, like obviously if it's like a small inconvenience, you know, obviously I might just be like I might not think about it in that moment. Um, if it's like a small inconvenience, like. I have to go run an errand or something. Like, my mom called me, like, go pick <laughs> this thing up. Like, honestly, you don't want to do it, but it's not, like, you're not, like, going to be, like, you know, oh, God, I need help with this. Like, please something to get through this. Like, give me the strength. Feel, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, obviously, like, when I'm, when I'm in more, like, I don't even say dire situations, but, like, more, like, maybe draining situations, I would I would definitely say something like, God, give me the strength or, like, just, Lord, help me, like, if I'm about to get started, like, even when I was racing, like, um, even, like, when I was racing in track, like, I would always be, like, I always got super nervous before I got on the line, like, I'd just be standing there, like, maybe, a, like, a race or two before I would go, I'd just be like, you know, Lord, help me, like, I get on the line, I'm always saying, like, I can do all things, you crash your strength with me, which is, like, a very popular verse, um, so I just say, like, things like that. I would do, like, just little sayings, little phrases just to keep me, like, calm me down, maybe, or, like, just get me back into my right state of mind. Um, but I do get how it would be harder if it was, like, you know, you're dealing with, like, like interpersonal issues, like, might be, like, uh, conflict and resolution. Um, and things like that, I don't think religion tends to come to my head, like, in the forefront. Um, I'll just tend to like you said before like deal with your emotions in that moment and maybe come back to it later because I feel like I don't know I feel like it doesn't I feel like sometimes you need more time to process like that kind of with God than you might have in that certain moment you know somebody's trying to fight you or something, you don't got time to be like, you know, God, what should I do? Right <laughs> <here?"> <laughs> <laughs> come on, God. Tell this man to get up off me. Bro, <laughs> man, right. Come on. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so it seems like I just, I think it really depends on the situation and kind of how much time you have to process what you're going through and, and how best to deal with that situation.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bit kind of different. I like to think about God really in and like small things too, especially like, like yesterday, I was trying to buy a lottery ticket at the store, but the freaking machine wouldn't take my $10 bill. And I'm like getting kind of angry because I wanted <laughs> to get a lottery ticket. I'm trying to get some money, bro. But the machine wouldn't take it. And I'm like, okay, this, this must just be meant to be like with your car, Trevor, that mm-hmm. would like, when it wouldn't start. That's annoying as hell. I sure, bought a me.
0: 1979 Corvette on Thursday for a decent amount of cash, and on Friday, the guy messed with the carburetor, so it wasn't starting. Oh, no. And I got stuck
3: in
1: the house. Yeah, but who's to say, though, had that car worked, you wouldn't have gotten T-boned and killed. Yeah, you
0: know? exactly, yeah.
1: And then in the bigger kind of aspect, like zooming out, I just keep reminding myself, like, there's nothing that's going to happen to me that I won't be able to deal with. Yeah, So my, especially with God to- on your side. Yeah, yeah. One one thing I wanted to ask you, Tony, is like, what do you say to the people that's like, they said there's so much suffering and bad things going on in the world. How would God allow that?
2: So that's something I actually kind of struggle with, like, as I was, because like I said before, like, I told Trevor this, like, I'm not, I'm not like the, the, like, perfect Christian, like, I still question a lot of things about, you know, the Bible and religion in general, but I just think, when you think about all the bad stuff that happens, like, I think God gave us free will, basically, like, so he said we can do what we want to do, but obviously he gave us, like, at the same time, he gave us, like, a set of rules to follow, but at the end of the day, like, we can do whatever we want to do, like, he made us have free will, so it's, like, for humans choose to do, like, I don't, I mean, I don't know why he, like, would allow it, but he gave us, so it's like, I can't really, I don't know how to explain it, like, he allows us to do what we want to do, so, like, just human nature is kind of what we see now, like, it's destructive, so he lets it play out, as I don't know why he lets it play out as he does, like, to bring people closer to him, maybe. But you know, that's something I've struggled with myself. Like I haven't been able to answer that question for myself.
1: Yeah, no, I kind of think 100%. of it like like I think of of God as obviously being smarter than, than all of us.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. So
1: like the way I liken it is like with us and like like with adults and like children or with dogs, like if you asked a kid what he wanted, he'd probably say nothing but McDonald's into play all the time. Mm-hmm. Or a dog would want to just eat everything in sight but it's like just because the kid wants that doesn't make that best for the kid so who's to say that's not god's relationship with us we will we may want something but we can't see the bigger especially
0: it's uh i mean that could even bring up the question where would we be without evil if we didn't see hitler kill all the jews if we didn't see World War II happened. You know what I'm saying? Where would we be without evil? And would that be a good spot? Has God created evil so that we could see it's bad and so that the greater good can learn from it?
3: I
2: guess that's like, kind of like, so that's why I'm trying to I'm trying to read I'm, trying, I'm kind of in the process of reading the whole Bible right now just to kind of, because I want to be able to like be able to know what I'm learning about basically like, and I'm trying to read it from front to back, like just so I can know like all the stories and kind of have my own opinion on what mm-hmm. I've read concerning mm-hmm. that. And I just feel like, I feel like evil was always there because Satan has always been there. Like, I don't think he was there in the beginning because he was originally, well, according to Bible, he was like a fallen angel basically. And he was in the garden of Eden when there was no sin yet. And then he basically, uh course, even to eating the apple. And then that's basically when they became self-aware that they were, you know, naked and stuff. And then that was the first thing that happened. And it kind of just all went downhill from there, according to the Bible. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I feel like at the end of the day, like, God can tell us what to do, but he gave us the free will to do what we want to do. So I just feel like with the presence of you in the world, like, I feel like being good isn't always what people want to do. Like if people I mean, have, Yeah, you
0: could relate that to even America. America is the land of the free.
2: Yeah, you like, can
0: do whatever are, you want. People are still going, literally doing whatever they want, shooting up places, shooting up schools, yeah, whatever like, they want.
2: If people really had, like, no law, like, no, like, I don't think a lot of people would be as good as they might seem, you know? So, um, I don't know. I just think it's a tough one that, that I don't really have 100% answer for, but that's just kind of what I think about it right now. Like you said, yeah. it's
0: a work in progress, man.
2: Yeah, man. It's it's hard to think I'm about going. these days. I'm
0: going. Well, that's, yeah. that's why we created the podcast is because, uh. I am a big thinker, and I reached a low point where I was thinking way too much about bad things, to where mm. it was it was uh, putting my life at jeopardy and the people around me. And so I turned turned no. toward God's, took it off my hands, and now it's now I'm thinking about all these things with a brighter light. And it's hard as hell, cause especially cause I started late, man. I'm 24. I started a little later, you know. So. Oh, like it's hard to don't
2: think even, about all this shit i don't even think that's a bad thing like i don't think it's a bad thing because people that get into religion too early like sometimes they can get burnt out or like turned away from it. like if you're just constantly being pounded with religion from like from the time you were a kid like i've seen it happen like with people around me like they'll just stop like literally they'll get on their own, like, go to college, and they'll never go to church again, like, just because their parents would just force them on them so much, like, that so, they just, they just feel like they need to be free from it once they get, like, an ounce of freedom, and, like, you can say the same thing with, like, there's, like, a stereotype about, like, pastor's children, like, when they,
3: when they get out
2: of, like, the church, like, the church atmosphere, like, they'd be some of the most wild people you ever meet, because, like they always have to put up this front like they're not like a regular person that makes mistakes like other people do when they are yeah. and then when they when they finally get out of that oversight of their parents or something like they just wild out or something like cause so like, really your parents uh,
0: how were you introduced to it it wasn't forced on you I'm assuming
2: oh I mean like I...
0: or was it just more you naturally fell into it being forced on you
2: yeah, I'll, I'll say more like that, because it's like, obviously, when you, like, I've always, like, my parents were churchgoers before I was born, so it's like, when I was born, like, they, like, they had, like, um they do a thing, like, called a baby dedication, like, where basically the pastor would just, like, pray over you, and, like, they have, like, anointing oil, it's like a blessed oil um, that, like, they'll bless you with and they'll just pray over you. Like, the church will pray over you as well and things like that. So, like, I have pictures of that, like, when I was, like, a few few weeks, a few months old. Like So, it's like, I've been in the church for basically, like, my whole life. But it's like, I felt like at the same time, like, when I was young, I was always going. But when I got to, like, when I got to, like, when I got older, they kind of, like, kind of backed off, like, they didn't force me to go to every single event every week, or, like, they didn't force me to, I don't know, like, go to church every Sunday. I mean, like, I chose to. Like, I choose to. Because, <laughs> like, what else am I going to be doing? Like, I'm not going to be sitting home watching TV, like,
3: because that's not
2: helping me any, like, you know? Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, um, i say I kind of was forced into it at first, but, you know, ultimately, like, the choice is mine, what I want to do, and yeah. um, I think they kind of respect that, and I think we've developed, like, healthy, you know, relationship around there, like, they, I mean, now i say they go to church more than I do, like, during the week, um, I mean, obviously they're more involved because they're, they're out here permanently, but, like, they're not, you know, bugging me to and come with them or things yeah. like that and you know i'll come to I mean, i'll still help out and stuff but it's like you know sometimes during the night like i'm going to i'm going to the gym because i'm working during the day like yeah so obviously the times it don't match up but um i do like the way that they did it because i, I think it's, it's it's healthy and um i think i don't know if that's the way everybody should do it but i mean that's what that's what worked for me and i'm glad that they weren't you know, uh, forcing it on me, like, just throughout my whole life because who knows, I would have been. Yeah. I might have been turned away from it by now at, at 24, and who knows where I could have been, and, you know, so.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, you mentioned the gym. People go on Instagram. They can see you're jacked. Uh, well, you got any, any goals? You got any goals coming up for this year, the
2: rest of the year? Um, I'm not sure, man. I'm yeah, honestly it still feels weird because um I was a I was an athlete, you know, all throughout high school and all throughout college and I was kind of I was never like I've always been in the gym but like it was I was always working towards something, like I always had a coach telling me what to do. Um, I always had like this angle in mind, like I went to Middle East State or I wanted to make nationals or something like that and now it's like this past year is like this has been my first full year without it's been my first full year without you know playing a sport in college or high school or something so I kind of just been going to the gym like just kind of I don't know like I'm just like doing there... whatever right now like yeah I mean obviously like I, I still know like my exercises I do and things like that but I haven't like I've just been kind of going just to kind of keep my mind right, like kind of keeping that competitive mindset as much as I can, like, without being in sports. Um, I don't know. It's It's been kind of – it's become a weird part of life for me, I would say, just transitioning from being, like, basically a full-time athlete to, like, just regular gym guy. Now. <laughs> yeah, regular gym, bro. <laughs> Join the club, dog. Yeah, so yeah. – it's yeah, definitely, uh, it's definitely interesting because I'm seeing like, um, definitely more parts of like gym culture that I wasn't exposed to before, like, um, like bodybuilding aspects, um, powerlifting aspects, and um, I'm not, I don't think, um, I would want to necessarily go down those routes specifically, like, just for me, I don't think I could really do the bodybuilding thing because I like, I like to, you know, I like to eat you like, I like no body bu- no like, bodybuilding you got to eat i think uh i mean i know you got to eat but it's like they they're more calculated
0: yeah no that's very
2: yeah. Yeah. when they do in, yeah, they when they
1: when they do contests and shit they're doing like sodium oh, manipulation and all that stuff bro like yeah like a piece of lettuce yum
2: yeah bro i, I mm. could not do it and it that takes very it takes a very strong mind to do and I just I'm not with that. And you got the strong I,
0: mind, you just don't want to do it. You can I, do I, it, I you really just don't want to. Do it, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> bodybuilding really, really. is expensive too, bro. Like the ones that are making money are on so many drugs, dude. Like thousands, probably. If if you were a professional bodybuilder, you could probably spend at least ten thousand a a month on drugs.
2: Yeah, like, you, you need it, dude. And um, even just being like just being like a college athlete, like even that, like I have to watch you know i couldn't really the only achievements i really ate was like after you know after a meet like after a hard week of training and after we ran and stuff like that so it's like just going through that and even like i'm just like i'm not <laughs> trying um, to do that again <laughs> no. So because uh, i know good. i have to be even more disciplined than what i was before and i just i don't think i'm willing to i want to enjoy life now you know I feel like I've
0: done yeah, one. no, man. I uh, <laughs> I took a step back from the gym. I uh, I started uh, doing a bodybuilding style workout. So not like let me go be a big cool bodybuilder. I just started working out like them, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it cut it cut my weight down a lot. Actually, it was the first time I dropped down below one seventy in my adult life, <clears throat> and all I did was change the way I was working out. Uh, and and it was uh it's more relaxed, man. It's you no know, like you said, you're in the gym working towards whatever. Um, yeah, I'm like Going I mean, in there, my my reps are slower. I'm doing more reps. I'm thinking more about it. Like it's it's just way different. It's way different. Yeah. Out. Like
2: I mean, honestly, like um, obviously you still want to like improve and stuff, but now it's like I'm focusing like mostly like I wasn't able to focus on like like I wasn't able to bench like every week because. Obviously, like, when you're running, um, you want range of motion in your arms a lot, and benching a lot could kind of decrease that. So we didn't really focus on
3: benching
2: mm-hmm. or when we did bench, It was kind of light and more, like, uh, more yeah. focused on, like, you know, putting out force and things like that. So now it's, like, I finally hit, like, 225 for the first time, like, hey. like, last year, you know, I was able to, and now, like, I'm, I'm improved more from that, but... It's just like now I'm able to focus on, like, things that maybe I wasn't really able to focus on before, you know, in the gym. And
3: yeah.
0: I see
2: how strong I can really get without, you know, taking it too seriously. Because One thing you know, uh,
0: they, they teach us in the Army, man, one thing they teach us, and I've been saying it a lot lately, is hunt the good stuff. Uh, And that's one of them you can hunt right there is now you, you can – maybe you got a bigger chest than – more. Average people do, but you weren't able to work on it. Now you're in the gym benching every day. Maybe in two years, now your chest is huge. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? You're able to bench more. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, She likes that. Just hunt the good stuff.
2: It's hard. It's a hard skill to learn. Yeah, Damn, but so. just more like more, you know, different different goals now. Yeah. So, I mean, just, I'm just trying to – just really trying to – I think it's a good outlet as well. Um, so I'm just really trying to stay, you know, mentally well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you meet cool people in there too. So, social aspect. And, uh, yeah, just, it's just something i never been like, you know, most of the times I'm working out like at the college or stuff uh, like that. Yeah. So,
0: With your boys already. Um, right?
2: Yeah. Stuff like that. So, it's good to meet new people. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah. I do man. Like, uh, like that. So, definitely fun. You know, well. Get more, more into it. <laughs> Kev, you got anything?
1: What uh what event did you
3: run?
2: Um so I ran I ran sprint. So I ran everything from indoor we had as low well as the sixty, so I ran that. And then it goes up to the four hundred meters. So that's what I ran. That was my um I was kinda better in I didn't really run the long sprints until I got into college really. So like four hundred I didn't really run until I got into college. But I uh, was mostly like a sports sprinter for most of mine. Yes, I figured
1: you weren't like a 5K guy.
2: Just nah. Just <laughs> nah, man. I couldn't uh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: 400 meters is a painful
2: That's That shit's hard.
1: Nah, <laughs> not that they are not all, I... but like...
2: Shit ain't easy, man. Yeah, and it's easy. like a... You know, people, people don't think... People look at it like a track and think, you know, it's not, it's not that far, but like that fast. <laughs> Going that fast know, is pretty. You're far. actually trying to like sprint and run it as fast as you can, and man, like it's crazy. Like, and, yeah. and the thing about the 400 is like, no matter what happens, when you get to the end of that race, like you're gonna have you're gonna have pain because it was like lactic acid build up in your legs. I don't know if y'all ever had that feeling before. <sighs> like, just if you run like just run like a quarter mile, like. I don't want to say all out, but like running at a pace where you can like, and try to push yourself at that last where well, you can't breathe at, at the last. end.
1: Oh, bro! Man. Anyone that bro, people talk shit on the four hundred meter, but it's like most people could not break a minute and a half in the four hundred meter.
2: Yes, it's hard, and, uh, it definitely takes like a lot of uh, a lot of training. So What's you your fastest? Oh, uh, my fastest is. Yeah, let's uh, see. Actually, 49, yeah, 49 flat. Um, like I said, I got. I feel like I could have ran so much better, but just the way my career went with my injuries, uh, I feel like my potential was up here. And when I got injured, like it just got cut like in half, basically. But uh, yeah, forty-nine was my forty-nine flat was my fastest four hundred. What you got, Kevin?
1: I never broke a minute in the four hundred, bro. But
3: Kevin,
0: so in the military we had to run uh it was two miles for our uh our test and kevin when he first showed up was heavier set and slow as shit and he caught a lot of shit from everyone around him for that uh so he got super into running and man everyone loved him for it then because now he's a cool fast guy who can run
1: it's crazy bro like people derive so much of your value in the army on how fast you can run like yeah. i could have been a total shitbag, but mm-hmm. i could bang out a 12 minute two mile which like compared to colleges is like slower than shit. but in the army it's like if you break your god in the two mile oh yeah you can't you
0: can, you can do can anything a- in the army we'll, where do you want to go we'll send you anywhere oh. you could go do anything
1: yeah you run a 12 minute two mile you could take a shit on the hangar floor and people would applaud you for it it's remarkable yeah.
3: no it's like, well, i don't think
1: you guys got- I don't think you guys realize how slow you
2: actually
1: are. <laughs> people have bust out fourteen minute five Ks in college. It's like, bro.
2: So oh, when I was at um when I was at Indiana I had multiple uh our distance program was like one of the best in the country and um uh, there was multiple people on our team that went under four minutes in the mile. So it was pretty crazy to see.
1: Yeah,
2: I That's wanna like say
0: four minutes. <laughs> so, oh,
2: it's like so 359, 358.
0: Or is that like, are you sprinting the whole time, or they just got
2: fast at like 80%? Um. So with that, like, so with that, they're running every every 400 meters is under, is a minute or under, basically. So they're splitting for, for so basically the mile is about, about 1,600 meters, Give her, I think it's a bit over. I want to say the, 1,609. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yes. So basically, you're you're running under a minute for each lap. So that's like a really fast pace to keep, especially for a whole mile. So like a lot of the times, like, in and I can only, this is only me watching because obviously I didn't do distance workouts, but they would do like a lot of reps at like maybe, they would do like a lot of maybe 200 or 400 meter reps like during our workouts, but they would do them like, Maybe like 30 seconds, and they would take like small break and then just go again, like 30 seconds again. Like, oh, seconds, and you would again. take the longer break and go again? No, I'm saying like, so they'll go like, they'll go like, they'll do 200 meters, like, for they would have to make it in 30 seconds, and they would take like a short break, like maybe a 30 second break, and have to do it again and do like multiple, maybe like 20 reps. It's like a crazy workout. What so were you have doing? Uh I was doing more like uh like more sprint endurance. So it'd be like depending on the day, they would depending on the seat, like the time of season and like the the part of the season that we're in is the, the workouts are different. So I say maybe in season we would do like uh if I was training for the four hundred we would do maybe we would do like uh 300 meter runs, like at a certain time, like maybe 80 percent of our full speed, but you'd only have a certain amount of rest. So by the time you're getting to the last two reps, like you're, this is where like you're, you know, you're, this is where the mental part comes in, yeah. like where you're actually getting better at, you know, like where you're pushing yourself and where that's what's going to make the difference you know you get a personal best in your next race or something like that. So that's what we would do. We usually stay like under. If we're not in fall training, we usually stay under, like, 500 meters um, in our workouts. And we kind of just do reps and rest times based on that and different combinations of those based on – just depends on what we're trying to work on, really. But, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I was doing, like, a minute on, minute off. I'd, like, pretty much sprint for a minute and then, like, shuffle for a minute for, like, like a half hour or something.
2: That would be, like – yeah, that's more like um, we would do that stuff, but that would be like our, we'd be like on a trail or something like that. Would be like more during like the fall time or like summertime workouts, because those are like just more building your base for, like building your endurance up so you have enough to be able to do, like the faster workouts. Because when you're doing like when you're doing like three hundred at like eighty percent of your speed, like that takes that takes a lot out of you. And if you don't have the base for it, like you can't just, like, if I went and tried to go do like a mid season workout right now, like, I don't think <laughs> I'll make it through half of it. like... Be, we'll be, yeah, like, so we have to, you know, build up that base during, like, that's what we usually do from like, um, from like August to I'll say about November is like we're just basically just building up our endurance. So when we get to the season, We'll be able to run fast, but like be able to stay running fast because we have that you know, have that base that we built earlier part of the year, so we won't get injured, so things like that, and just be able to keep on performing, we won't get tired from meat, and uh, be able to keep performing at a high level and things like that throughout the whole year. So, damn, well, that's what I'm saying, like, that's why I was we can we could not uh, We can't just be eating anything. Cause like, if you're, if you're just you know eating eating shit, then get it's, you like, a honey bun. it's just like you're not gonna be able to get through the workouts, and then and consequently that ruins your performances at the end of the day. And then your coach is not happy. You're not happy. It just makes the whole experience worse. So yeah. you really have to lock in during those times. So
0: damn. Well, Tony, we're at an hour fifteen. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. It was good talking to you, man.
2: It's been a while. Yeah, one more, one more thing because I didn't, I forgot you asked this about the access in the beginning and I didn't say it because I had to, uh, <laughs> but uh, what my bio says. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so got your camera uh, cut
0: out. I want to see you say it too. <laughs> oh, my bad. I, I, I'm
2: trying to read it because I, uh, oh, okay, okay, my bad. My bad. Go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, cause I didn't, I didn't, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, it's Oluwa. I me, And it means, um, uh, Lord, don't forget me. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's my year language. Lord, don't forgive me? Yeah. Don't so, forget me. Yeah, so, um, like a thing that we have.
1: Is it forgive
2: or forget? Forget. Yeah, yeah. Forget. You want forget. So, like, okay. Just keep, just keep, just keep watching over me, things like that, you know, yeah, so I just wanted to because I forgot. I forgot. To yeah, no, that. you're good. I didn't good say that earlier. You're
0: no, good, no, man. No, like I said, I appreciate you coming on, man. It was uh, it was fun. It was. I'm glad I got to talk to you again. It's been a while. We didn't say yeah, this no, either. Definitely. Me and Tony used to play uh, baseball, man. All, as oh, kids, yeah, as that. throughout school, that's we were playing on baseball. Yeah, um, for man years, years we were on a couple teams together, really or at least playing lucky. each other. But, yeah, uh, good
2: times, good times like then, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, man, but, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you come back on soon, man. We'll spread the word around with this. I want to talk to a lot of the old guys.
2: Jesse Graham, we want yeah, talk to him know, again. He just, uh, yeah, he just started um, his own little podcast. No way. Own, yeah, with one of oh, our 100%. other friends uh, called Part-Time, called the Part-Time Podcast. I can uh send a link to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Send a link. We'll throw that down at the bottom. I think um, think there are maybe two or three episodes deep now. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think that would definitely be good because you know, uh, everybody out here is you know doing different things. Like I didn't even know that I didn't know that you was in Florida, man. Honestly, like (laughs) it was just crazy. Like you know, being able to reconnect and and things and see where people are right now and.
0: Yeah, just you
2: know, to take.
0: exactly, yeah. Just trying to trying to get back, especially now everyone's kinda of done with college. I didn't get to do college, but I naturally stopped after the army around that time. So
2: get yeah, to see what even, everyone's um, up to. Yeah, I know uh even their co host, uh Jesse's co host, uh his name is Mikhail. He went to HF with us. I know he's in Mikhail. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mikael Wells. I know he was uh, he was in the navy as well. Oh, okay. And uh and He's out here now. I, I, I think
0: I have Jesse's Instagram. You got his number? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, have to. Um, I have to still. I need your number too, shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can. Uh, I can get all that after this. But, uh, yeah, man. But yeah, appreciate no, it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys for having me. It was, uh, definitely a pleasure. And uh, you got uh, you got anything you, you want to say me? to
0: someone struggling? That's our. That's our audience. That's our target audience. People struggling. So. Hey, um,
2: I just say. Definitely, it looks different. Um, just try to try to be trying to be there for people. Um, obviously, we all have our own struggles. Um, you know, I've been like I said before. You know, I've been, you know, at that very low point in my life as well. And and you know, sometimes uh, just check on you know people that you know you haven't heard from in a while. Cause uh, I wish you know some people deal with that with me in my dark moments. Um, and also just. Don't be afraid to reach out yourself. Like, you know, if you feel like nobody reaching out to you, don't be afraid to reach out because uh you know, sometimes people don't know. Uh sometimes people don't know that you're going through something. Um you might be able to put on a very good front about it. And uh sometimes you just don't be scared, that's your hope. And um, Yeah, that's really all I got.
0: Yeah. Amen. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Now with that, uh Kev, you got anything?
1: No brother, I'm all good. I oh,
2: will
1: thank you for coming on the show, John. I,
2: I really enjoyed this episode and uh, Yeah, no. And, don't uh, be afraid to ask for help, bro. Yeah, man. No, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Uh appreciate, you know, you guys let me tell my own perspective and you know hopefully it helps you guys see a different view, or something like that. Yeah, Thanks man, I think hopefully they see a different I different think it's gonna view. help me a lot,
0: at least if it don't help no one else. <laughs> I'll at least yeah. listen to it again and get something out of it, but uh, but with that, everybody, keep your head up, strive forward, go up, and we'll see you next time. Peace.